Hey there, I'm Wendy Vaughn, sales success coach. Now, they call me the queen of predictable sales results. Well, because the easy formulas I share create sustainable, predictable results for my clients. And I am so glad that you've tuned in to today's episode of the Selling Made Easy Show. Because, well, this show is all about inspiration not just in demystifying the client getting process known as sales, but also in peering through the lens of guest entrepreneurs who are blazing their own trails. And those trails have probably included a few unexpected roadblocks, maybe even having to overcome fears or blocks about selling. Now, I believe everyone has their zone of genius their superpower that's a gift to others, including you. Now, for me, after, well, about 22 years of outperforming my peers in sales results, well, it's almost an x-ray vision that I have when it comes to finding and fixing any sales blind spots within entrepreneurs that are unknowingly causing potential clients to slip away. And with today's guest, her zone of genius is her ability to listen and discern what is under the surface, yet to be acknowledged, that is holding them back from living the life they want to live. So I am super excited to introduce Rebecca Denae Cortez. Now, Rebecca is a wellness coach based in Chicago, and her mission is to cultivate abundant life by coaching and consulting for better time management and goal achievement. Now, she's known for her unusual perspective and her focus on the roots of problems rather than positive platitudes. Well, welcome, Rebecca. I am so excited to have you as my guest today. Thanks, Wendy. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I just love how you're helping people create abundance in their lives. That's such a better deal. And I can't wait to hear more about this and the work you're now doing. Yes, I'm really excited to do this work because I really believe that abundance is the natural result of intentionality. So we all have access to more abundance in one way or another, and it's just a matter of uncovering it. So that's what I love to do, and I'm so honored to get to work with clients and make that progress on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah, I love that. You know, it, it is there. It's a matter of accessing it. Right there, that says so much about your whole approach. So, and, you know, Rebecca, always top of mind question for me is, what was the inspiration or tipping point that prompted you to start your own coaching practice? Yeah, it was realizing that I could lead a more balanced life, pursuing several passions simultaneously, if I did my favorite work as an entrepreneur instead of only as an employee. So I found myself, coaching in various ways, supporting others in, in what could be summed up as coaching, but it was at a nonprofit. It was at a startup. It was at a coffee shop. It was in childcare, all these different areas that I've worked, but the one common denominator was I I'm seeing things that other people aren't seeing and I'm able to support them in ways that really make lasting change. And that's what I love to do. So that's what I'm going to pursue within my own business as I also cut back my work hours and balance my family life, et cetera. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes a lot of sense to see that for yourself and, and start making those adjustments and realize that, you know, wow, this really does make a huge difference for, for my life and here are all these people around me that are kind of stuck where I was. 
Right. And to, you know, then it sounds like you're really leaned into the courage of, well, let me do this as part of my work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I love that. So how long have you had your own coaching practice and has your business mission or vision evolved during that time? Yes, I've been in business for over two years. It's that's when I launched my website and began my first coach training course. And that was in August of 2019. And I would say my vision has essentially remained the same, but the way I, I articulate it has changed. Um, as I've learned from the, the process of pursuing clients and being pursued as a coach, I've, I've sort of tweaked the language. That's how I landed on my mission being to cultivate abundant life because it's, it's all these other things that we do in order to live our best life. But ultimately that's how I would summarize it. And that's what fits in Mm -hmm. every engagement that I've had and that I hope to have with clients. So my vision has, has come into a focus on cultivation, cultivation, and also um, stepping into that abundance that's seems to be waiting for us at every turn. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's your, your ability to discern and, and to really notice it mm-hmm. versus, you know, I know for me, you know, sometimes I get stuck in the muck and I just can't even notice it. So it's like, it's there. You just have to be able to step into, like you said, yeah, I love that. And, and cultivating cultivation is, is such a beautiful word because it, it speaks to the abundance that things can be of ease, you know, cultivating, mm-hmm. you think of growing. It's just amazing how nature can, you know, the, the seed can germinate and grow this giant tree without what appears to be a whole lot of work other than just, you know, the right environment. So, right. yeah, I love that. And I'm just assuming that since you launched your business, what I think in the midst or maybe at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, have there been any big roadblocks or challenges that you've had to overcome along the way? Certainly. And so, yes, I launched in August of 2019. And so there was kind of talk of the pandemic coming in December, 2019 or concern expressed over COVID-19 at that time. And um, it sort of rolled into my area of the world uh, later that, or in the new year. And so Mm -hmm. I was working full-time on coaching, trying to get this business off the ground. I had just finished up my previous role, um, left that job behind and gave my whole focus to coaching. But knowing that I was trying to get pregnant and had just suffered a miscarriage. So it was a big emotional time and I did get pregnant. My daughter is now one and a half. I hope you don't hear her while we're recording, but (laughs) it's um, okay if we do. I love the sounds of little people. (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet of you. But yes, she's a joy and I'm glad that she's here. But yes, the process of, of being pregnant, starting a business, training to be a better coach, you know, under, under others authority, um, and having the world sort of change in this major way, all of that was challenging. And I think that it was a unique opportunity to allow myself to come undone so that I could Mm -hmm. rebuild with that intentionality, that cultivation. And I think as you were describing just the amazing process of nature and seeds germinating, 
you have to remember that a lot of those seeds are in the earth when the earth doesn't seem like a really habitable place. Um, mm-hmm. Even during the winter in Chicago, for example, where it's really cold, um, there's a lot happening. There's a lot of preparation. And I feel like the beginning of my business so far has been that journey. It's been, okay, we're making some progress. Some things are happening, but we can't really see all that it's becoming. And that's what I find in my clients' lives more often than not. It's like there's a rumbling happening and they're trying to figure it out. But because it's covered under the earth, they can't see what that thing is. It's going to make the difference. Right. So that's my long answer to your question. But those yeah. are several of the roadblocks that came up during the yeah. pandemic. Oh, my goodness. Seeking balance through all that. That, you know, has been a major un- undertaking. You uh, set the intention to go into coaching full time and then boy, did things kind of present themselves for you to lean into your expertise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. That's, yeah, that's amazing. Well, can you share maybe one technique that, you know, you, you can share with our listeners as to how you manage to create balance when, you know, okay, you, you resign from your job, the mm-hmm. pandemic happens, you had this unfortunate miscarriage, you know, but then, you know, the, the gift of a, another pregnancy happened and all in the midst of starting a business. For me, my mind is just racing with how on earth did you do all this? So can you give one little tidbit of an insight here? Yes. Since you asked for one, I will give one, but I want to note I don't want this to be oversimplified. So anyone who's listening and is like, oh, that's the key. That's going to do it for me. Just know that this is one of many approaches Mm -hmm. to to manage all of that. And it it can be great to have enormous support if that's available to you. So reach out, you know, to whomever seems like the the right fit. But for me, it was uh, just sitting with the hard things. I think that was key. It's allowing myself to feel whatever's coming up. And if I notice, which I frequently do, that something's there, but I can't quite put a name on it. I can't quite understand what it is that I'm, I'm seeing in myself, whether it be emotionally or mentally, um, paying attention to it, just observing it, and then allowing whatever's there to unfold. Mm-hmm. And I think that that habit, which some call mindfulness, it really is mindfulness, is it served me so well, because it was a series of very intense events that um, could otherwise have sort of stunted me, maybe even broken me. And I do think that without paying close attention to them, that would have been the result. But Mm -hmm. sitting and observing as much as I was able to at the time, I was able to see and have some compassion for myself and, and live on honoring my experience without Mm -hmm. saying, oh, I should just get over it. I just need to suck it up. None of that, Mm -hmm. because that's, that's not the way forward. That's the way to be stuck. Mm -hmm. So I hope that I've summarized it well for you. Yeah, no, that is powerful. There's so much depth in what you just said from just sitting with the hard things and, Mm -hmm. you know, noticing, paying attention, allowing to unfold. I mean, right there, that's probably a book. (laughs) 
you know? <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. and to just have that compassion for yourself. I mean, that's a whole masterclass right there. <laughs> if not, you know, a six months worth of coaching. So so yeah, powerful. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And you know, obviously, Rebecca, you are an expert at helping people really be more effective at leaning into this to create abundance through managing their time. And I'm, I'm sure that you're a master at helping people achieve their goals as well so that they can create this abundance and flow. But I'm curious, you know me, I'm a sales coach. So how do you feel about the sales part of being in business? You know, this is obviously a very different skill set. Um, do you have any challenges or frustrations with this important part of growing a successful business? Absolutely. I, I have so many challenges with so it. You haven't but... found the ease and flow and compassion. <laughs> no, <in that> yet? <laughs> <laughs> I would say not, but you know, I feel like part of that self-compassion is acknowledging that I'm only a couple of years in, so yes. I hope it will come, yes. but I would I would say it's been very difficult to envision and understand the process of engaging entire organizations, which is what I'm strategizing to do in this Mm -hmm. year, 2022. And so my hope is to be able to approach an organization with which I have a relationship already, or even one that I'm starting a relationship with um, to just say, Hey, I'm, I'm ready to support your people you know, the world has been going through a hard time of late and whatever is going on with your team, I'd love to be able to support them. Um, or even if it's like a, uh, a property management organization, for example, supporting the residents that live there, like a coach as an amenity um, or whatever the, the situation may be, that's where I'd like to engage sales. And I don't feel like I found my way yet. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, I can understand that. It's difficult to really come up with that alignment between the, you know, the powerful work you do and presenting it in a way that is inspirational and people feel that aha moment in terms of, oh my gosh, this is, this is exactly what we need. Mm -hmm. How can we work together? You know, those are the magic words, right? So, right. so I'd be happy to provide you with a little bit of insight here that maybe will move the needle for you. Obviously, for me, this could be, you know, hours and hours of a discussion, which we don't want to go into, but but I'll give you uh, just a little insight if you'd like. Yes, thank you. All right. So I love the fact that you're looking at this in terms of a bigger impact for an organization. Obviously, you can work extremely effectively with individuals, but with an organization, I'm assuming the benefit is for their own employees. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So it's, it's to enhance the culture of the organization. Yes. To enhance the culture, to help the employees feel supported yeah. with okay. whatever they're versus, versus supporting the organization with some of what they offer as a part of their service. So I just want to make sure I had a clarity around that. So, so yeah, so what's uh, important in creating that alignment and opening up that conversation to have that, you know, more deep conversation about how you could possibly team up and be that strategic 
alliance or resource for them is typically for an organization, there are multiple people that are involved in making a decision, Mm -hmm. right? And so that makes the enrollment process just a little bit more complex because you've got to organize and create the initial interest so that the team is organized, right? So, so usually it comes down to having two conversations yes, versus one, because one person will be the champion, if you will, for you. One person will get that spark and, and see and have the clarity, but <clears throat> they can't make the decision. And so then they'll either support you and help coordinate the rest of the team or they'll attempt to and then you'll never hear from them again because they haven't been successful because they've been the one in charge of passing all the information off to the team right and so that's where you want to make sure that you know you support the decision making process by first off getting clear about what it is for the organization that would really benefit their employees about having more of and the outcomes of your work, which, you know, from your introduction, it's time management and achieving their goals. So how does that show up for the employer, for the organization in a way that benefits them if the team is having greater skills around time management and achieving their goals. So is it that they can expand their reach and get more clients and grow their business, you know, if their employees are able to do this. So my point being is that you find out or you determine through your own research, what are the benefits for the organization to have their employees better at XYZ? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And of course, this is maybe way too basic for you, but it helps our listeners too. And it's just the foundation, but it's, it's again, kind of like your message. There's a lot of depth here. The Mm -hmm. main, you know, one of the main things that I'm trying to illuminate is until you know what the bigger challenges or pain points are for the organization that your work fills or supports, then it's difficult to get that first meeting. So when you have done a little bit of research around either an industry or an organization, and you understand what it is that's holding them back through their employees, then you can speak directly to that. Hey, I'm calling to speak with you about supporting your employees to blank. So that blank you know, so it's, it's just a very basic high level outreach that talks specifically to a potential challenge that they're having mm-hmm. in a way that supports that so that they can, whatever it is, increase productivity, enhance the sense of culture, um, whatever the outcome is then that is achieved through your work. Does that make okay. sense? Absolutely. Right. And so then your whole point is to find out who the best person is to speak with if you don't already know and have a more of a discovery conversation at that level to just see if this is even something that would be of benefit or of value. You know, it's a briefer conversation and to really have intentional questions in that discovery conversation so that then you can 
present just a more specific and detailed or, you know, aligned conversation that really resonates in a way versus just, I've got this offer. What do you think? You know, whereas it's more outside of what's relevant, the more that you can make what you're presenting to be on target Mm -hmm. with exactly what they're already struggling with or frustrated around, the more it's perceived with value and it's an easier yes to, yeah, this sounds like something we definitely want to learn more about. Yeah, that makes sense. So hopefully that kind of resonates and and helps you gain a little bit of clarity about some of the steps to take before you even have that conversation in order to create a more intentional, you know, um, and on target conversation that feel makes um, everybody feel like you really are a great fit because you're addressing so many of the problems or challenges that they have and you're supporting them and achieving what they really do want to achieve for their staff or their employees or their organization. Right. Absolutely. So so that was as short as I could make it. (laughs) (laughs) I thank you for it. I think that it's given me a lot to consider and um, I definitely see how I can make my message more precise, targeting the needs of the company that hopefully becomes the client. Yes, exactly. Well, good. Hopefully that'll, that'll move the needle for you. The next conversation and be sure to let me know. I I'm always curious to find out, you know, okay, take it to real life and see. And it's like, I have yet to have somebody call me and say, Wendy, what you said didn't work. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty confident that it will definitely help you gain just like I said, more ease. And that's, that's the whole point. (laughs) I'm in total alignment with your approach of creating more compassion and ease. So, and, you know, speaking of compassion and ease, you know, we have just been through a a pretty difficult time uh, in our existence as, as humans, It, it kind of comes and goes through phases, but the pandemic, of course, is what I'm talking about. And And with the pandemic, it was really a a wake-up call to Mm -hmm. so many people in terms of abundance and scarcity and fear. And, you know, the impact has been on many, many different levels. And in hearing you talk about, you know, how you approached this transition from work into doing your coaching and and all that came up for you, um, I'm curious, what impact has the pandemic had on the work that you do? Yeah, you know, I think what I've seen so far, and and mind you, the majority of my time working as a coach has been within pandemic times. So I can't compare it to life as we knew it, but I do see some impacts just in the types of things that people are dealing with. It seems like at some time or another over the past couple of years, everyone's had a little more self-reflection happening, or mm-hmm. at least the opportunity for that. And right. they've either stopped it abruptly because they didn't like what they saw, or they've kind of started to dive into what's been going on and at least acknowledge I'm having a hard time. I'm struggling with this. I'm not able to reach these goals. And so it's, it's actually made, if we go along with the cultivation metaphor, it's made the land fertile <laughs> for new right. life. Right. And right. a lot of us are able to sort of walk that journey together. So what I'm seeing with clients is that 
the, the goals and the dissatisfaction of life as we knew it has become more clear just by having a bit of a pause and mm-hmm. by enduring under intense circumstances. So it's been good for my business, but <laughs> it's been tough on my clients. Sure. Yeah. No, it has been a very difficult situation on so many different levels. But yeah, I kind of figured that it really has been an opportunity for you to support people in so many different ways with the situations that have been creating the stress or achieving goals has just been, uh, you know, presented in a whole different way based on new reflections, like you said. So, so yeah, very, very interesting. So, well, Rebecca, how do you work with people who, who want to finally create lives centered around abundance through better time management and, you know, abilities to achieve those goals? Can you share a little about your philosophy and your approach? Absolutely. So as I I mentioned earlier, I really think that abundance is the natural result of intentionality. So even though I use that word in my mission statement, I don't want us to be distracted by it because you get there by starting with where you're at. So I like to remember that time is life. And so we use time management tools and prioritization to come to terms with what is possible. Some things are possible now and some things may be possible later. We don't usually focus on what's impossible because that's not the point. We won't know until we try, right? Mm -hmm. But then we craft the life that they want to live and, and recognize that the foundation is always truth rather than will. So I feel like I've, I've given you a whole lot to think about, but that's, that's the brief summary of how I work with people. We start with what it is. So if you're trying to get up at 5am every day and go for a run and it's not happening and you don't know what you can do besides setting 10 alarms and then somehow you turn them all off and get back in the bed, <laughs> right? That's a clue. That's a clue right there Right. that not there's working. something to be dealt with. And mm-hmm. so we start there. We start there rather than, you know, here are your five steps to a more abundant life. It's more like, what are you, what are you noticing? And that might be five things that might be one thing that might be, I don't know. And so we have a conversation and, and get into the weeds a little bit, kind of understand what's, what's happening, what's not happening and the reasons for that. And then we build, we build on that foundation. Right. So it's not a one size fits all. Not at all. No. <laughs> it's very specific that's, that's, to the yeah, individual. It's very clear that you work on a very individualized or co- like my, my approach, I co-create, right? It sounds yes. like you co-create and collaborate to create that clarity around what it is that wants to be achieved, what's not working and cultivate the abundance of time mm-hmm. and, and ease and flow. So yeah, I love that. Well, Rebecca, how can listeners learn more about you and this great work that you're doing? Yeah, they, I would love for listeners to visit my website. It's just my full name, RebeccaDenayCortez.com. And my Instagram account is the same. The handle is my full name, Rebecca Denae Cortez. So I know it'll be linked. And there you can mm-hmm. read more about um, my approach on, on the blog on the website. But there are links to have free consultations and sign up for events and things. So whatever's current, that it's all there on the website. I'd love for anyone to visit and reach out. Perfect. 
easy enough, easy enough. So that's Rebecca Danae Cortez. And uh, look for that link in the show notes, but it's R-E-B-E-C-C-A-D-A-N-A-E. And then Cortez, C-O-R-T-E-S dot com. Correct, Rebecca? Correct. Thank you. Okay. And then you're also active on Instagram, right? With yes. that same handle, Rebecca Danae Cortez. Mm-hmm. All right. Fantastic. Well, Rebecca, you've already shared, you know, so many golden nuggets of wisdom here through our conversation. I've just loved every one and I've taken lots of notes here, but if I could <laughs> tap on you one last time uh, during, during our interview here uh, in looking at your own experience in building your business. What's some advice that you can share with, say, a frustrated entrepreneur who's maybe questioning their decision to have even started their own business or they're doubting their ability to succeed? Hmm. Well, first, have compassion for yourself. And it's so interesting. You say questioning their decision, doubting their ability. But I would challenge that person to consider what they would tell a friend in this situation because that might help them step outside of their own, their own stuff, whatever's spiraling around in their mind to understand, no, you made this decision because of these reasons and they were valid. No, you came to this because you know that you have this ability. And so, yes, have compassion for yourself. Consider what you would tell a friend in the same situation, but know that even failure builds resilience if you don't give up. Mm-hmm. but life and business are messy, right? They're a messy blend of both failure and success. So if you're inclined to look closely at your failures and be discouraged, remember to look just as closely at your successes and be encouraged. Mm-hmm. You're not only yeah. failing. Yeah, that's fantastic. All of those, oh my goodness, you know, have compassion and you demonstrated how that, you know, just the ability to sit, observe and not beat ourselves up, right? Right. (laughs) That's not the point of sitting and observing is not to beat ourselves up to have that, that sense of compassion. I love that. And then that's brilliant. What would you tell a friend in that same situation? Wow. That just right there, you can just immediately step out of that block and have the clarity. That's, that's a brilliant technique. I love that. And then know that failure builds resilience. And then what did you say though? That was so cool. Look for the, look for oh, the, look for the successes just yeah. as closely as you're looking for the failures. I know just I as close. tend to focus Yeah, on. just as closely. And yeah. that again is one of those things that's not our typical go-to pattern, right? Mm-hmm. It's we're looking at the failures, but not just to build resilience, but looking at them again to not have compassion. So right. yeah. Powerful, powerful. I love all those. Thank you so much, Rebecca, for sharing those. Thank you, Wendy. Yeah. And, you know, it's just been so great, Rebecca, hearing your, about your journey from, you know, your, your early phase in, in your career as an employee to realizing that this is not really what I want to be creating and I want to have more balance and I want to empower people and, and leaning full in to, being that coach, but then going through, gosh, the pandemic, you know, health situation, the excitement of the the birth of your daughter and still managing all this. And now this impactful work that you're doing as a wellness coach, helping people cultivate abundant lives by 
coaching and consulting them for better time management and goal achievement. So I've, I've really enjoyed our conversation and I just want to thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. Wendy, it's been my honor. Thank you. And I've enjoyed our conversation just as much. I'm sure it's been a real pleasure. Oh, great. Well, thank you, Rebecca. And again, for our listeners, you can reach Rebecca Danae Cortez through her website. And that is her name, RebeccaDanaeCortez.com, as well as follow her on Instagram through the same handle. So, all right. Well, for all our listeners, remember when it comes to building a business that brings you joy and has an endless flow of high paying clients, well, don't overlook the power of what I call compassionate selling, where you fully supported your potential client's decision-making process by providing them with everything they need to feel confident and excited about saying, yeah, this sounds great. So are you 100% confident that you're fully supporting your potential clients? Well, if you're curious, reach out to me and apply for a sales blind spot coaching session. You may be surprised by what we discover. All right. Well, this is Wendy Vaughn, Chief Paradigm Shifter and Sales Success Coach. And you can find me in our next podcast episode at PredictableSalesResults.com. Well, thank you for tuning in to today's episode with Rebecca Danae Cortez. And as always, here's to your success.